You have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi! With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker! Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. everybody and welcome once again to Geekfest Rants. My name is Carlos Perón and today we are delving back into one of our favorite subjects which is Star Wars. What else? This time around not only are we going into the action figure world but we are going into the book version of the action figure world. In other words published guides in book form all about collecting action figures. Star Wars action figures specifically the original Kenner line. There's a number of available resources. I mean, obviously, you do have the internet, and the internet is an endless resource. But if you want to have something that you can actually hold on your hands and, and look at page by page, we're going to go over a whole bunch of books, some of them a little old and some of them super new. And the quality, as you will see or hear, just keeps getting better and better. So let's begin. Matu. Marada! <laughs> you must burn the books, Montag. The books have nothing to say. When I was your age, television was called books. You, Mr. Bemis, are a reader. A, a reader? A reader. A reader of books, magazines, periodicals, newspapers. Today we want to talk about all of these different Star Wars toy collecting action figure books. And specifically, I want to concentrate on the vintage collection of Star Wars because that's my that's my thing. That's the thing that I collect the most. I mentioned this a number of times before that while I always been a Star Wars fan and always purchased Star Wars toys, I was never really a collector, if you will, by defined by the most current definitions, let's say, of what a collector is. And by that, I mean somebody who is actively hunting down very specific items. Mainly, uh, you could consider yourself to be a completist, where you have a defined set of pieces that you're looking for, and you're getting them all. Completist goes into the kind of like the extreme of basically getting everything that the company will put out, you will want a version of it. Even if it looks identical to a previous one, if it's sold under a different packaging, under a different name, but it's the same piece, as a completist, you will want that. I don't 
think I'm into that. And again, we talked about this before. To be a completist is a very difficult task, especially with something like Star Wars. I mean, Jesus, it's it's huge. It's gigantic. If you want to be a completist, I would say focus on something that is a very limited, <laughs> something like Clash of the Titans or maybe even Buck Rogers or, or Battlestar Galactica or even the original Indiana Jones figures because at least you have a defined set and that's it. You know what the beginning is and you know what the end is. But with Star Wars, if you are a completist, it's going to go insane. You will just not have the resources. You will not have the funds. You will not have the room you know, to display everything. It will not happen. So what some of us collectors do is we define our collections uh, so that we can at least be what people call focus collectors. Now, some focus collectors are, I only buy Yodas. I buy all the freaking Yodas that I <laughs> that they can come up with, and I buy them all up. Yeah, there are people also that buy multiple, like troop builders. They'll buy all the Yodas they can find. They're all identically the same. They have the same accessories. They have everything looks pretty much the same, even though there are variations. But that's a whole other wave of collecting troop builders, really. And originally, troop builders is supposed to be for characters that are identical to each other so you take you know your stormtroopers your sand people your you know any a lot of the imperials you know you could kind of say yes they're wearing the uniform so they look exactly the same. yeah that makes kind of sense but there are you know focus collectors that will buy you know all the uh, c-3po's even though c-3po is just one character they want to have 100 200 c-3po's in their collection which is bizarre i mean i you know not to be judgmental even though i'm being judgmental but that's not my that's not my bag <laughs> my particular bag is the vintage line as much that i could find of the vintage line up to a certain parameter and mine is basically 77 to 85 you know the the, the original 92 90 some odd figures i told the story many times originally as a kid who bought figures by the time we got to 1985 and you know the last 17 i did not pick up any of those because i was starting to not only get away from star wars but it was starting to become more difficult to find them the traditional places where i would find star wars figures I believe no longer existed. You would have to kind of go really out of your way. I'm also at that time uh, 15, 14, 15 years old. So I don't have that much access to places outside my, you know, walking distance of where I lived, which is where I bought a lot. Probably most of my original figures was at a toy store called Toy City. Again, I've already talked about this in the past where it wasn't a franchise, it wasn't a box store, you know, uh, Toys R Us type of place. Back then, there was Toys R Us, and there was Child War, I think it was called. I didn't have any of those near my house. I only had this store called Toy City, which was a, a cool store. It was on Roosevelt Avenue. This is back when I lived in Jackson Heights. I lived on 34th Avenue, so I had to walk 34th or 35th. I think it jumps from 35th to 37th. I don't think there was a 36th. I don't know. It's weird. I had to walk like four very long blocks to get to Roosevelt Avenue to where that toy store was. And the toy store was pretty big compared to your other shops in the area. It was, uh, I would say, the size of a small supermarket, maybe the size of a regular bowling alley. And it had everything. 
from one end of the store with uh, you know your typical bicycles and sports related stuff to models oh my god they had so many models and model paints and train supplies and and in the middle you had your toy aisles you know your boy and girls and and there was the Star Wars aisle I remember the Star Wars aisle was very prominent and I also do remember that for some reason I guess as Star Wars became more popular and as they started to unleash the new waves especially when a new movie was about to come out i'm not talking about second wave or third wave type of figures i'm talking about first wave figures for each film and especially i'm thinking i think i'm thinking return of the jedi here because even empire i think they were just putting them up on the shelf they would put them up with the toys on the shelf the figures were on the shelf they had these cardboard containers you know mock-ups which are collectibles these days where you had them all stacked and so forth but there was one point and again i think it was with return of the jedi because the anticipation was so insane that there was a secondary location in the store a glass cabinet about waist high where you could look at the figures and that's how you would ask for them they were behind glass with a locked cabinet because i guess they were worried about theft or something i don't know but yeah that was my my introduction to uh, to the majority of these figures and then by the time like i said we got to 1985 i I think I had already started going to conventions in Manhattan, so I would take the subway from Jackson Heights to Manhattan. So I was a little bit familiar with Manhattan. Familiar enough to, I remember I was able to buy some posters at a poster place. I forget the name of the place. I don't think it exists anymore. You know, actual one-sheet posters. And that's where I got my re-release uh, Raiders and my pre-Revenge of the Jedi Star Wars poster. You know, all kinds of posters like that. I was able to get them in Manhattan around that time, I think. And I do remember there was a store called Forbidden Planet, and I think they had two locations. One main location, like downtown Manhattan, you know, in the middle of every, or maybe it was a little further south. And then there was another location, a very small version of the store up in the, like, northern Manhattan, closer to the bridge, I remember. I don't know why I remember these things. And I do remember thinking, oh my God, they actually do have these figures. And that they, I remember they had a few of the last 17, but I never got them because I think around that time, because the figure, again, this is me talking. This is not everybody's experience. There are people who found them all over the place, you know, in terms of they did have a local Toys R Us, they did have a local whatever, and they were able to pick them up. But in my case, because we had no Toys R Us near where I lived, Manhattan was the other other place that it could you could find them i don't remember seeing them at any conventions because conventions were also a good place to find you know toys and stuff like that but i do remember seeing them in that store and by that time i was already like i don't care anymore they're first of all they were too expensive i think i think they would hike up the price because it was a specialty store and it just you know it kind of petered out so i never collected those last 17 all my figures went into a plastic bag i believe and inside of a container. I've told this story many times. All my Star Wars ships, uh, vehicles, uh, creatures, all the stuff I had went into also this big giant container I had back in Jackson Heights. At a certain point, we took that container and some other things that we owned from our apartment and stored them in the basement of the building. There was like storage spaces that we could keep stuff in. And that stuff kind of stayed there. We moved away and I never bothered retrieving it, which... It's something that haunted me for years. <laughs> and in a way, it still does. That's what's 
amazing is the fact that even though I have since not only gotten back everything because I repurchased everything around 2010, I started reconstituting my collection and not only, like I said, got back everything that I owned and then continued and said, well, wait a minute, I never owned that. Let me go pick that up. And I did. And now I have a collection that is, I would say about 90%, 85 to 90%, I would say, of what I want is here in front of me right now. And it is way bigger than it was ever. Because like I said, before I must have probably had about, uh, let's say 50%, maybe 55, 60 if I'm lucky. But there's so many more pieces now that I've never owned as a kid that I'm looking at them right now. They're like, like right here in front of me that are like, oh my God, these things are, they're, they're, they're awesome. They're wonderful. But there are some pieces I'm still looking for, but that are very hard to find because most of them are either obviously very expensive or they were part of the final, final wave where it took forever to come out. So yeah. Like I said before, around 2010, that's when I started reconstituting everything. For years, the the toys uh, stayed with me in a bag. And whether we would move from one place to another, the bag would come with us because the bag is what I kept. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. The bag of figures I kept, but of the ships, I all left them behind in Jackson Heights. So I remember at one point, even in Jackson Heights, I had a figure case kind of like a wall bookcase type of deal thing with an acrylic door where I could put all my figures, you know, stand them all up. I remember, I wish I had a picture of that. I think I don't, I don't think I have a picture of it, but I do remember, I think my grandfather built it for me or something. I don't remember. But anyway, so fast forward, the figures are in a bag for many, many years. I go to high school, go to college, get married, have kids. My kids start to get into Star Wars. Shocking. My son specifically, we start, you know, we start buying him Star Wars, you know, modern Star Wars figures. We're talking about the late 90s here. So the new wave of Star Wars figures, the renaissance of Star Wars uh, starts. And I, you know, I figure, well, you know what, instead of having to buy them figures one at a time, I'm like, listen, I can just give you all my old figures. You know, they're not exactly, you know, to a kid these days, they, you, you might say, well, they're not as good looking as the new ones <laughs> to a kid these days. To us, it was like, oh my God, no, these are the best. But anyway, I let him play with all of them. I gave him my entire bag of figures, which was the majority of the collection, except for the, like I said, the last 17, because I never got those. He played with them. He broke a few, you know, he lost some probably. And then when he was done with that a couple years later, when he was kind of done with the action figure phase of Star Wars for him, at that point, I said, you know, you mind if I just take these back? I just want them back, you know, whatever. He didn't need them. So I took them back and I kind of inventoried everything and figured out what we were at. Where are we with this? You know, what, what's left? What do I have left? This is around 2010 we're talking about. So he is probably around 11-ish years old, 11, 12 years old, something like that. And around that time, we were going to celebration in Orlando, out of all places, in 2010. And that's when I had decided not only to start a podcast, which is what we're listening to right now, but also that I was going to reconstitute my my Star Wars collection. So little by little, let's see, over the last uh, 13 years, good Lord, it's been a while, we are now at this stage. Now, one of the things that kept happening through our, you know, collecting is figuring out ways of what exactly is out there and what exactly are the differences of the things that are out there, you know, so we can kind of 
as I mentioned earlier, define our collection, you know, put limits on what we want to do because obviously we can't do everything. But it's also nice to have some kind of database of everything that actually exists because you never know. Sometimes this happens to me all the time with not just Star Wars, but other collections where I'll find out through the internet or something that there's this figure, for example, blah, blah, blah. And this figure I never knew about. And I and there's a, something special about this figure, whether it's a deleted scene or there's a, some special history behind it. And it falls under the parameters of, of you know, all that weird stuff that I like. You know, there, there's, there's no place to go when it comes to that sort of thing. But little by little, you start learning about them through, at one point, the internet. You know, it, starting in the, uh, in the late 90s, uh, when the internet exploded. All the way through now. I mean, there's ways of knowing. However, also around that time, a number of books had been put out that chronicle a little bit. To a certain extent, with certain parameters, you know, all the different types of items that exist related to Star Wars. Now, there are more books than the ones I'm going to talk about. There are more, yes. However, some of those books are not exclusively Star Wars action figures. In other words, they might be talking about the entire merchandising arm of Star Wars, and within there you might find a chapter on action figures. But the six books I want to talk about today are books that go deep into the vintage line of Star Wars figures. And again, when I say vintage, we're talking 77 to 85. Uh, the first book is a book that I have right now. I've had it for a long time. It came out in 1999, and it's called The Star Wars Action Figure Archive by Stephen J. Sansweet with Josh Ling. This is the same, obviously, uh, Stephen Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan, the guy that used to be the uh, fan club relations uh, guy for Star Wars, and then when he was let go, he formed his own little museum collector place that he still runs to this day. And this is a book he put out while he was still working for Lucasfilm. And the thing about this book is that it covers, up until that time, 1999, more or less, Star Wars figure collecting, all figure collecting. So we're talking about the new figures and the old figures. So within that book, you have different sections and different times or different ways that he kind of catalogs these figures. So, for example, you will have like a certain year span and you'll see all these figures. And again, he's focusing a lot on, on the revival of Star Wars because of the year this came out. This came out in 99, so the important thing about this book is the fact that Star Wars has restarted and the figures are being pumped out brand new now. So within the book, you have all of these new figures that are coming out or have came out at that point, but you also have a section exclusively dedicated to the original figures, the original Kenner ones. So that's kind of cool. He even has stuff in here that is ships, vehicles, which that's not exactly what the action figure archive says it is. You know what I mean? You figure this is only about action figures, but no, in this one, they throw in vehicles too, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. It's great. And for a long time, this book was, it was a great book. I loved it. It, it had great pictures, very colorful. It had these little facts about the figures and these behind the scenes pictures and all kinds of like unusual photos that I never knew about that I had never seen before, you know, having to do with the original trilogy. Remember, this is before the prequels. And it was just a great book for its time, but it was kind of a, it wasn't necessarily a deep dive because you got to remember with collectors, especially Star Wars collectors, I would say, there are so many levels to collecting in terms of how deep do you go? And that is what separates a lot of these books we're going to talk about today. How deep do we go 
with what we're talking about specifically and how broad do we go how narrow and how broad you know our view is so this first book uh like i said you can still find it on ebay sometimes i mean mine is falling apart i have to re i have to i should try to re-glue the cover back on somehow there's a way it's probably a way of doing it but it is so old now that it's it's really uh a little bit beat up the second book i want to talk about is a book that i never owned I honestly did not know this book existed until way, way later after it was put out. This is a book called The Star Wars Vintage Action Figures, A Guide for Collectors by John Kellerman. This is the book that the really, really, you know, like upper tier collectors are always citing and talking about in terms of how in-depth the book goes into the world of collecting, you know, Kenner Star Wars action figures. This book is about 266 pages, which is quite a bit. And it covers every single conceivable variation of every figure. It gives you the card information, the different styles of cards, the front of the card, the back of the card, the sticker, the you know, you, you name it, and it's here. It is just insane, you know, how much detail you get for this book. Let me just read off a little bit. It says here in the back of the book, it says, this authoritative Star Wars guide is the only reference book dedicated to American Kenner vintage action figures that puts it all together. It presents the most comprehensive coverage of the following areas for these enduring collectibles, carded figures and card variations. That is a world into itself. Special offers for figures, meaning those little stickers and things that tell you, you know, if you send this, this blah, 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 we'll send you this for free. Packaging variations, catalog and multi-packs. It's like, oh my God, there are people that collect that too. It's incredible. I should speak. I have a few of these. Proof cards variations, pre-production packaging, Kenner store and prototype displays. Featured in this book are production and pre-production collectibles with more than 900 full-color photos and descriptions. This book is a must for all collectors, dealers, and Star Wars enthusiasts. And yes, this book was like the holy grail for a lot of people. As a matter of fact, in the Rebel Scum website, you have still in their archival section uh, links to documents that update what they're calling the matrix, which is the, the all the different combinations of cards that exist and don't exist and have existed because a lot of people are uh, researching this without having actual access to original records. So a card will show up, like a, a collector will get their hands on a card, a certain figure card that nobody knew existed. Oh, they made a card, it's, you know, it's the 82 card back with the 65 uh, graded, you know, all these technical specifics about one card that was put out, you know, for a certain way. And it is just insane, the amount of detail of the figures. It's just mind blowing. But anyway, this is a book I never had. This book is listed for $35, I guess, when it came out. I believe you ordered it through uh, through the mail, you know, through the internet, and that's how people got it. I don't think it was ever sold in stores, and I've been looking for it ever since I found out, which wasn't until way later, that it existed. Uh, now, the problem with this book is that 
I believe the author passed away already and he never had a chance to reprint it. And that is something that they were kind of working on for a while of being able to reprint the book because it was such a popular collector item. Nowadays, you want to buy this book, you're going to spend anywhere from two to $500 because that's how much it's selling for in some of these eBay auctions or private auctions or whatever. But for years, I've been looking for this book in any shape or form, and it's just impossible to find. But here's what happened. One day, in one of the many, many, many Star Wars uh, Facebook groups that I belong to, there was a post about somebody who was selling PDF copies of the book, which is great. I love PDF copies of something. If I can't get the original thing, if the original thing is impossible to find, or too expensive, obviously, the PDFs are great. Now, from what I understand, I don't think the PDFs are very popular in terms of acceptable within the community, because as soon as I ordered it, granted, I ordered it, I think it cost me like $10, just $10 for a PDF file. As soon as I ordered it, and like five minutes later, the file arrived, the post was taken down. If you try to forward the post or the link to someone else, Facebook wouldn't let you use it. It would delete it. It would cancel it. So this is one of those things that I guess they're so rare that people are trying to make sure that nobody gets their hands on it unless it's an original purchased book. They don't want these PDFs going around, but I was able to get it and I love it. It's great. You know, it's what I wanted it to be. <laughs> but it does, like I said, go into insane detail. The, the type of insane detail that I'm not into, like I'm not a card collector, so I don't go into, I need the 23 versions of Luke Skywalker cards. No, I don't need that. I don't. You know, I'm, I'm a little more scaled back in terms of my collection. But that was, like I said before, the book to get. That was the book to get. Okay, so now we fast forward to... 2012. So 2012, we were already deep into the prequels. And a new book comes out called Star Wars, The Ultimate Action Figure Collection, which is kind of a little bit like the other one, because this one is also by Stephen J. Sansweet. It is much thicker than the other one. The other one was about, I don't know, about 180 pages. And this one is now about 350 pages. So, well, that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty thick. And this one does pretty much the same that the other one did. They go character by character. This is a different approach. They go character by character in alphabetical order. And each page will show you, you know, how many versions of that character exists. So, for example, the first character in this book is 2-1-B. So you have the original Kenner 2-1-B. Just a picture of the figure. You have a couple of pictures, you know, from the movie. And then you have one version of 2-1-B from a more modern uh, Hasbro line. Uh, I don't know if it's Kenner slash Hasbro or it was completely Hasbro by then. And then you have another version of a 2-1-B surgical droid. So that's what they do with this particular book is they go in character order and they give you all the examples of the... Now, they don't go crazy in terms of cards, fronts and backs and any of that crap. No, they don't go in that direction. Here, I mean, in the beginning of the book, they give you a, a sample of what cards look like just to have a general idea. But the purpose of this book is to see, as of 2012, how many versions of a certain character exist. So, for example, you take somebody like Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks, according to this book, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10 versions of Jar Jar Biggs action figure. This is how many times they recycle that figure. And this is all Hasbro we're talking about. But let's take somebody like Darth Vader. Here's a perfect example. This is a great example. Darth Vader, from what I understand, was or is still one of the most popular Star Wars figures, characters, you know, to mass merchandise. Darth Vader, according to this book, as of 2012, now remember, that's over 10 years ago, so the number could have been doubled by now already. But as of that year, there were, I'll tell you how many versions, including the original Kenner one, you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh, wait, I have to turn the page now. A 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25... 36, 37, 38, 39, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 48, 50, 55, 60, 61, 62, 62. Okay, so as of 2012, there were 62 Darth Vader figures packaged, different, sold. <laughs> so if there was 62 back then, you can at least add another 20, I imagine, by now. I, I would hate to know what that number is. And I'm surprised they haven't put up a, a, an update to this book because I think we're kind of, as far as this particular brand, we're kind of due one, I think, uh, you know, for this. <laughs> now, that means that that book would have to be about, what, 600 pages long <laughs> because this book is uh, 300 and... Uh, 50. So yeah, this this uh, this if they were to update this book, I think it would be twice as big. So again, this is a a offshoot of that original Sansweet book. This is a, a newer version of it, but it is still not the newest because like I said, this is already over 10 years old. So but it is a good book to have. This is a great source of information. They don't go crazy into detail. This is no Kellerman, that's for sure. You're not going to see a Kellerman type of book here. This is more about the actual figures themselves. They don't really care about the cards too much. They don't go into into accessories. They don't go into packaging. They don't go into uh, ships and, and creatures and, and that kind of thing, like his original book. His original book tried to do everything, you know, gave you a nice sampling of everything. The next book I have here is from 2014, and it's called The Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars Action Figures 1977-1985 by Mark Bellomo. Now, I believe this book might have been reprinted, but this is the first printing of the book. And primarily, this book deals, obviously, with the original collection. But even though, once again, it is uh, titled Action Figures, at a certain point in the book, they do jump over to ships and creatures and accessories and yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. You know, they, they even have the, the 12-inch figures, because they are figures, I guess, by the way. You know, you can, you can, they are considered figures. The line also goes, just like the other uh, Kellerman book, I think, into uh, what happens with droids and with Ewoks and that kind of stuff. So you have some of that in there, too. Again, just like the other book, it dives a little bit into the coin collecting because that was another thing, another thing they tried doing towards the end, you know, where you're dealing with the last 17. And this book, what's neat about this book is that it covers everything, not the insane detail of Kellerman, the packaging and all the other stuff and the variations and the, and the cards. And, no, no, it doesn't go that crazy. However, this book does have a few mistakes here or there. There is some information that is just not there. And because they try to write, 
you know, they, they take each character or each figure and they try to do a couple of paragraphs on that figure. Sometimes you get the, the feeling that they're just kind of like they're trying to come up with something and there's nothing there to write about. Some of them, there's really cool information when you read it. But some of them, it starts to kind of get a little repetitive in terms of they're giving you just the basics because there's just nothing interesting, nothing surprising, nothing different than the previous figure you just had. Like, you take a character like Yoda, yes, that figure, you know, there's a lot of things you can talk about it because of the fact that you, you do have some variations and, and Yoda was a, kind of like a secret figure. They didn't want to reveal it at first and that whole kind of stuff, so that's kind of neat. But then you have some, some figures that are so generic. Like, you have uh, General Maydeen. Okay, well, how much can you do on General Maydeen? Not much. How many paragraphs can you put together? Not much. <laughs> What's interesting, too, about this collecting or at least this photography of the book is that you do get the feel that a lot of these toys they're not mint they're people's collections so you do see every now and then a little scuff here or there which is interesting it's interesting that that you know you go that far but i do know that there were some criticisms for this book now keep in mind this book is great for your collector let's say of my level it's great because it has at least everything right there without having to spend 10 pages on each thing. It gives you the basic description and the basic information, some nice color photography. It's original photography. It's, you know, the guy who put the book together, he, he got these pictures taken. Now, I don't know if all the pictures are original. Some of them might have been, you know, mocked up, copied. I don't know. But a lot of them, they do look very original. It also tells you just like the Kellerman book, what is the perceived price these days of these individual items? So, for example, Mint on Card, Bip Fortuna, this is as of 2012, 30 to $40. Huh. Loose, 10 to 12 Okay, that's interesting. So, you do get that, you know, that, that little bit of extra information. And like I said, this does go all the way through you know, all the way through 85, and it's all there for you, and it's a, it's a good way to, to get a quick reference of everything. Again, not too crazy detailed, but it's there. Now we move on to, let's say, 10 years later. All around this time, especially around the time of this Belomo book, because this Belomo book came out, I think, a lot of people started talking about the Kellerman book, and they would go back to the Kellerman book, and then you have you would have these... Which happens everywhere, you know, you have some of these more elitist collecting groups uh, that are more like, well, listen, no, this is the, the standard and, and you're talking about this crap over here, but, you know, we are upper tier collectors and we know, you know, that kind of crap that happens eventually everywhere. People get so full of themselves that some people would talk about the Belema book and they were and some people would be like well no that's 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 garbage the guy doesn't know what he's talking about and these pictures are just awful and his information is not accurate uh, you know the real book is the Keller and if you're a Kellerman you know the real collectors are the ones with the Kellerman book and it's like well here we go again you're, you're creating this this hierarchy of the good collector you know the solid knowledgeable collector that owns a Kellerman book as opposed to you know, the, the wannabe collector that doesn't own the Keller book. <laughs> so there was a lot of that chatter, I remember, around that time where people kept saying, yeah, well, you know, too bad, Kellerman, you know, that never sounded, never going to come out. He's never going to update that book. I wish we could update that book. You know, there's so many, there's so many more cards that were found that could be added to that book. Card variations, which again, that's something that I'm not too crazy about. I mean, I think, yeah, okay, that's okay. I get it. But that's not my thing. 
you know, I've listened to podcasts where collectors are talking about how, uh, well, I went to so-and-so's house and he had a, you know, a, uh, an, a 31 back with, with the sticker and it had the blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like, okay, well, hey, that's, that's great. But it's, you know, that's not my thing. That's not my bag. <laughs> so about uh, two years ago, I think it was around the time we were into COVID, one YouTube guy started putting out these videos in French and in English of his collection. And he was basically doing his entire collection, opening the package, you know, like an unboxing kind of deal, putting it together, showing you how it works. See, you know, you go through the whole spiel of every item for per video, which is a great idea. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. Now, granted, he's a French collector, so his supply line was coming from a different factory and stuff like that. But he does kind of show you the differences between some, like, for example, a Palatoy and a non-Palatoy, an American uh, Kenner version. So you've got a lot of that going on where you can actually see the differences. But as he uh, is putting out these videos, we also find out that he's starting a Kickstarter campaign to, to put out a book. Because these books that we talked about before, they're just, they were just there. Except for the Kellerman. I mean, these, these are the three books you, you would find them on your local uh, Barnes & Nobles or Walden Books. I don't even think that exists anymore. Books a Million, whatever. Whatever your bookstore happened to be, that's where you would find these. Or Amazon, for example. But now we're in a different world where some of these collectors are starting these Kickstarter campaigns. And this particular guy, uh, his name is Jean-François Roland, puts out a book called Star Wars 1978-1985 Kenner Toy Line. Okay. So, I had completely forgotten about this and the next book we're going to talk about. Reason being that because these are Kickstarter efforts, sometimes you you contribute uh, to these things, which I did, and then they take so long to come out that you completely forget about them. And I kind of forgot about them for a while. But then the book came out, and it actually sat here for almost a year and I haven't touched it and I finally got around looking at it he has a fantastic book here it's a hardcover book as opposed to these other ones that we just talked about that were all soft cover the real Kellerman I believe is a hardcover but again I don't have that so I can tell you but this book is a hardcover book uh, now keep in mind the books we've been talking about so far today are the size of your average large size presentation kind of book I couldn't really tell you what I'm talking about here in terms of size, but I'm saying, uh, I don't know, 10 by 10 by 11, 10 by 12, something like that. A little bigger than a sheet of paper, as far as the size of the book goes. Well, what he does here on this book, which is really cool, is, you know, he'll go year by year. He goes in, in chronological order. And what he does is he will, for example, pick something that started early. So let's say, for example, the the early bird set. Okay, you got the early bird set. He talks about the early bird set. He gives you a little bit of history. He has pictures that are his pictures. This is all photography that he did on his own with his own material. And what's super cool about this book, which this is the first time I've seen it, is that he has a QR code that you can take your phone, take a shot of it, and it takes you to the YouTube video about that particular toy. So it's a secondary way of looking at what he's talking about. He's great with detail. This is more of a less lecturely, you know, a la Kellerman. This is a more visually friendly book for, you know, I would say in the style of the, uh, the Belomo book in terms of big pictures, big blow up areas, lots of little facts about what you're looking at. He does show you the card. And so on your average 
character, he will show you, for example, so you have Chewbacca here. So you sh- they show you Chewbacca with a profile and a, and a head-on shot. He has the measurements of the figure, so you kind of know how big it is. There's a description of the, the points of articulation, what accessory it comes with. There's a separate little blueprint of the accessory with the measurements of that too. You see the front of the card, the back of the card. Now what he does not do is go nuts with, okay, well, he's got Chewbacca there, but he doesn't show you the other, you know, eight Chewbacca's they put out. One under the Empire Strikes Back banner, one under the Turn of the Jedi banner, you know. He doesn't do that. He just gives you the the character when it came out and what it looked like. And that's that. These are broken down into two per page, you know, top and bottom. But every now and then, which is something, again, that's different, that I hadn't seen before, is that he will have a fold-out page that will give you maybe a character that is displayed over one whole page instead of having to split it into two. But what happens after that is that it creates, on certain sections of the book, a blank white page. And that is something that, I don't know, I think it's a waste of space to have white pages because this book is so colorful and beautiful that when you see these white pages, you're like, wait a minute, am I missing something here? No. The book also goes, because it's going in chronological order and... Granted, it's called the Kenner toy line. They didn't just call it the action figure book like they did on the other ones, then show you the other toys. Once you're done with the action figure line, he gives you the accessories that came, you know, around that time. So, you know, you got your first wave of action figures, and then you have your first wave of accessories. You have your your Death Star, you have your Land Speeder, you know, all that stuff. As it's coming out, you're getting the, the pages for that. Then which is kind of cool here, he has information on that particular year having to do with Toy Fair, like what was presented on Toy Fair, what was promised, what kind of promotions they were offering people, you know, all those type of things. He talks about that too. He also goes a little bit into the figure packaging, you know, the different packaging that they use and the different ways that they they displayed information in the back. Not too crazy, just one page as opposed to probably hundreds of pages you know, for the Kellerman one, for example. So this book, it is just fantastic how they go year by year. And like I said, you have those QR codes everywhere. You have occasional fold-out pages. It is just, it's a great book, and I can't wait to kind of like read it from head to toe because of all the extra little information, the fact that you can go, you know, online and, and watch some of these things in order. And here's what's cool about it is that, again, these are all things that he purchased, and he talks about it in the book, that when he was serious about collecting, that started later, just like myself. He, he didn't jump in crazy in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just the toys for him. It was later that he started to, quote-unquote, collect them. And because he displays some of the packaging here, too, especially of the accessories, you get to see the boxes. And you do see some of these boxes are really worn. You know, that's the best one you could get, and that kind of stuff. He also does not go into, except for two items into the what you would consider to be the EU of Star Wars. So, for example, the mini-rigs. He doesn't go into mini-rigs. But he does include the Imperial Transport, and he does include the Droid Factory. He made an exception for those two because they were more substantial big items as opposed to all the tiny little mini-rigs that they produced you know, to tr- kind of try to push the line as much as possible. Uh, this book is about 240 pages, more or less, Again, it is so sharp. It is so non-cluttery. It's such a departure from the 
original Sansweet book, even the Belomo book, you know, it's it's one notch above the Belomo book in terms of how organized the information is, how cool the pictures are. The pictures are are also so neat because of the fact that, like I said, they're his pictures. You can see, you know, that he recreated these poses in his little studio, not only for his videos, but for these pictures. So this is a fantastic book. Absolutely fantastic book. I definitely recommend try picking it up. I don't know if he's got any left. I think he might even be selling some of them on conventions, but he's, again, he's in Europe. So I don't know if you're going to see him here. I don't know if he's going to reprint it, but I would suggest if you can try to look him up. His channel on YouTube is called Chronique Vintage. Chronique Vintage. But yeah, I would say go and grab this one because this one came out very recently. Let me see the year according to the page is 2021. So this was already two years old. Wow. Like I said, this happened all during COVID. Then my final book here, it's a monster, plain and simple. This book is called Star Wars Toy Guide, Volume 1, Kenner Action Figures. Okay. 1977-1985 by Gianni Venturini and Gregory Armstrong. This is another one of those Kickstarter projects that was popping around uh, maybe a little bit after the uh, the one we just talked about. This is another one of these uh, Kickstarter ones that took a while to come out. And again, it's one of the ones that I forget that I even participated. Red 5 Designs Limited. Oh boy, this one is something else. And this one, first edition, May of 2022. This was put out a year later. First of all, let me explain that the book size is huge. It is a coffee table size book. It is, I would say, one and a half times the size of these other books. As far as, it's probably about a foot and a half tall, long, maybe a little over a foot or about a foot wide. It's a big book. This is a big boy. Hardcover. There's different versions of this available when you order it. There are more expensive versions, like gold foiled covers and stuff like that. And the easiest way to describe this book, and let me just say something here from the beginning. This book is about 530 pages long. This is the answer to not there being a second edition of the Kellerman book. Plain and simple. This book, it is so thorough. It is so unbelievably thorough. It kind of follows a similar style as the Kellerman book. You know, when I compare pages in terms of how they separate the information, it kind of follows the Kellerman style of how they first talk about the figures individually. First of all, you have a whole bunch of pages here on the history of Kenner and, and how these figures came to be and, you know, all the dedications and all the introductions. And it's like, oh my God. They start with the front of the cards and you go character by character in order of appearance. So for example, they show you here, like in some of these other ones, for example, you have Luke, Star Wars, Luke Empire, Luke Jedi, and then another Luke Jedi. Then you have Princess Leia, Star Wars, Princess Leia Empire, Princess Leia, Return of the Jedi. So see what I mean? They're giving you every variation, but that is just a sixteenth, a fraction of what you have here. You have, like I said, all the front cards. Then you have all the offers with the cards. So for example, they go deep into the information that is in the card itself, in the front. You know, the little stickers that say, you know, for free, Admiral Akbar, send us five free, 
they go into all the different variations of that kind of sticker that people were, you know, that they were putting in the cards for sales. Then they go into the back of the cards, all the different insane templates that they were used for all the different types of cards. One had a sticker. The other one didn't have a sticker. This one covered this part and they put it. I didn't realize there were so many stickers placed on cards. This way they don't have to reprint cards from scratch. They would just print a sticker and cover up certain sections of an older card. I didn't know that they did that. Then you have the different waves. You know, this is wave one. And they go into crazy ass detail. You know, for example, Darth Vader. Because we talked about earlier how that other book had all these Darth Vader's. This has a two-page layout of Darth Vader. Now, remember, these are these huge pages we're talking about. But this one, because it's Vader, they included a second flap, like a two-thirds page flap that has Vader in all his different poses. It has the front of the card, pretty much card size. That's another cool thing about this particular book is that I think everything they're showing you, especially when they're going for the character, these pages here, these particular waves, they're exactly the size that they are for real. It's incredible. And then you have all the technical information of the figure, how big it is, all blah, 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 all this and that. Then they show you all the different card backs, well, card fronts, of all the different Vader combinations that are out there. Some of them are shaded a different color because I think it means that they haven't found them yet or they know about it, but there's no exact copy for it. I think, I think that's what that means. But for example, with Vader, they give you here a sample of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. There's 30 damn Vader (laughs) variations on the front of the car. This is the Vader from the Kenner line, the original Vader that had not changed once, except for the double telescoping lightsaber issue that, you know, followed a few of these uh, figures. But 30 some odd card fronts out of three movies with the same action figure. I mean, that's how insane this, this thing is. It also gives you a chart that shows you where you can then do a reference between this particular figure and the card front you're looking at going to see the back. So in other words, this could have been twice as long if they added another page so you could see the card backs. But no, what they do here is they give you a reference to go look at them on a different page. So that's kind of neat. Again, this book is a monster. It goes through all the waves of figures, piece by piece. It's it's incredible what they do with this thing. It's like, it's impossible to perfect this. You can't, you just cannot perfect it. So now when you're done with the waves, which is the, you know, the last 17. The next section here talks about variations. And, oh my God. Once again, you're going character by character and they're showing you how these things differ. How they paint them differently, how they look slightly differently. It's, it just does not stop. Then they move on to armory and accessories. So they're talking about like the lightsabers and the guns. They give you all kinds of crazy information and all the different variations on the guns and the colors and the, it's nauseatingly thorough. And that's a compliment because it is just incredible the amount of work that was done to put this together. Then they go into multi-packs, which is, a, again, now we're dealing with an, a whole other world, which these are people that are collecting multi-packs. I don't collect multi-packs. I mean, I don't really care about the packs, but the fact that they exist and the fact that these people catalog them and figure them out, it's fantastic. 
you know, the next best thing to owning them is at least having a visual representation of what it is that you're talking about. There's a whole chapter here on baggies and mail orders. Oh my god, that's insane. All the different catalogs that come with the toys, it's all in here. This also has a section on big box stores that would have like those JCPenney's and Sears where you could order the toys through the catalog. They have all the reference catalog pictures of the toys and then they have the packaging of what you would receive, you know, from the action figures that you were buying. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. This is pages and pages because you got to remember these companies, they went all the way through the mid 80s in terms of, you know, all the way up to Return of the Jedi. You could still buy from Montgomery Ward, from JCPenney, from Sears, from Spiegel. You know, it's a whole other world. Then they go into the coin collecting part of it, which is, oh my God, you just cannot comprehend that. Then there's a section on proof cards and previews. Again, proof cards is a whole other world. This is a thing that has to do with the manufacturing and the design of the card itself, even before a figure is attached to it, how they put together some of these cards to test them out, you know, for toy shows and that sort of thing. That's a whole other planet. There's a number of Gus Lopez and Duncan Jenkins books that I didn't talk about here because it doesn't really fall under the guise of action figures because they're these guys are crazy deep. Like, they're deep, deep, deep into this. But things like proof cards fall under that kind of banner. Then they have a section on droids and Ewoks, which they go through the whole plethora, once again, of everything they did with the other guys. They do it with, with these guys. You know, they show you the, the waves, they show you the different styles, they show you the coins, you know, all that stuff having to do with just that. Then you jump into a section that has to do with the large size figures, the, the 12-inch figures. They go, again, breaking them apart, separating all the pieces, showing you all the accessories. You know, this is a little, it's a smaller line, but it's, it is a line. And then, finally, at the end, they have a page that is called Preview of Volume 2. Which means that these guys are hopefully planning, we'll find out how far they can get, a Volume 2 to this book having to do with the playsets and the accessories. Which would be fantastic. And what they do here is they give you a sample page of what the layout is going to look like and how much they're going to break down the thing. So they show you the Death Star station how each page would be broken down. I really hope they do this. This will end up being a fantastic two-volume set. Granted, this was expensive. This was an expensive book. I would suggest you go online because I think they're gonna, they might even have some left or they might do another run of this. This is the definite successor to Kellerman as far as how deep the information can get out of a book. So you have two styles of books here, basically. You have the the flashy books that are more, I would say, user-friendly, more, I don't want to say average collector because there are so many different types of collectors and average, you know, I appreciate them both. I appreciate the ones that are a little more friendly, <laughs> a little less preachy, a little less like you're reading a textbook <laughs> kind of thing. But if you want to go deeper, if you really, really want to go deeper, you have these other books. You have your Kellermans and you have your, let's call these the, uh, the Venturini Armstrong ones. I cannot wait until they do the part two. Even though I am not, again, the type of person that is into all the different card backs and all this other stuff, 
it is such a fantastic reference material to have that it's it's wonderful. I, I, I hope you know that they really uh, announce it pretty soon because I really want to get in on it. Be, you know, before they sell out on it or something. Hopefully they will. You never know. I don't know. I don't know if. They, hopefully they made a profit enough of a profit for them, uh, you know, to uh, justify a second volume. So there you have it. You have an entire library of books that you can purchase or PDFs that you can try to locate when it comes to how deep you want to go into figure collecting as far as publications of guides and some kind of database that shows you exactly, exactly. You know, in other words, sometimes if you can't own the actual item, it's good to have at least a something that's written that shows you pictures of that item, all different aspects of that item, so you can at least have it in, in paper form what you can't own for real. But hey, go at it. And good luck. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We looked at a whole bunch of books having to do with collecting action figures. And as I mentioned before, the depth of your collecting, depending on how you know hardcore of a collector you are, the more that these books are possibly helpful to you and will make sense in terms of so much information. As I mentioned before, while I am not a variant card, mock-up, catalog <laughs> collector, I can appreciate that there are so many variants out there. And one way, you know, that if you cannot afford to collect all these things, at least you have a visual representation of what is out there. And the best thing about it is the fact that it's a closed collection. This is it. The Kenner line ran so long and that was it. You know, what we have now is a little different. It doesn't seem to be stopping, and it seems to be kind of mutating in different directions, but at least all these different authors were able to kind of grab, you know, the Kenner 77 to 83, in all reality, 78 to 85 years of collecting, and stick them in a book, and hopefully we will see more of these books or different volumes of some of these books, but... I think we have a fantastic, fantastic, definitive collection out there for people to find, depending on how much they want to spend and how deep they want to go. So the choices are out there for you. As usual, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. I'm gonna feed you to Sherlock, it, Skywalker. Klaatu, Weequay, Luke Skywalker, and Lando Calrissian, each sold separately. Prepare the plank, Weequay. Surprise, surprise, I'm Lando in disguise. Let's get out of here, Luke. Whoa, the plank is falling. Help! Klaatu, Weequay, Luke Skywalker, and Lando Calrissian action figures, each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2023. <laughs>
Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. <laughs>